0: You're listening to the Journey Podcast. How does menopause become a powerful catalyst for self-discovery? Stay tuned to find out more in today's episode. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently, so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire, with real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end. This is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, we embark on a journey of self-discovery during the transformative phase of menopause. Our guest shares her personal experience of navigating this profound life transition, offering invaluable insights and wisdom that resonate with women of all ages. Through her story, we uncover the significance of embracing the changes that menopause brings and the potential for self-renewal and empowerment that lies within this natural process. Our guest's expertise in blending teas comes to the forefront as she discusses how herbal remedies can be a supportive and holistic way to ease the challenges of menopause. We explore the art of tea blending and its therapeutic benefits, providing a holistic approach to wellness during this life stage. We delve into the intersection of self-discovery, herbal healing, and embracing the transformative power of menopause, inviting listeners to embrace this chapter of life with grace and vitality. Candace Mason is the founder of Mother Kappa, and yes, it's an intentional play on words. In her late teens, Candace was diagnosed with endometriosis, and her treatment resulted in Candace undergoing a medically induced menopause. As a result of that treatment, she found herself at just 40, entering early menopause. During this time, Candace began to explore how natural remedies could support her through this time she found it amazing to learn about the different plants for specific health benefits. And she has turned more and more to herbs and plants to support her changing body and her well-being, having suffered with issues around sleep, energy, anxiety, endometriosis, and the initial stages of perimenopause. Candace now shares her amazing tea blends with ladies in a similar position. Let's meet Candace Mason. Candice, it's so great to have you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because self-discovery in menopause is such an important topic, especially when it comes to mental health and holistic healing. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to meet you.
0: Yeah, it's my pleasure. I have a feeling we'll be talking about many exciting things today. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your story and then how you came to do what you do today?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Candice, and I am founder to a brand new company called Mother copper And I blend teas to support females' hormones and well-being. And the reason I do that is because I've had a lifetime of a hormone condition. So I've had endometriosis and various other complexities as a result of that. And about 20 years ago, I had quite a major operation. I was in a lot of pain and there were problems internally. So I had to have quite a big operation to rectify that. And following the operation, I was put through a medically induced and reversed menopause. And in your 20s, that is really difficult to go through a menopause when all of your friends are going out and having a great time. But I was on so much medication that I literally felt like I was rattling and I didn't really feel like I knew exactly what my body felt like so I just made the decision to come off of all of my medication following that treatment and to attempt to see what I could do in a more natural way I'm not averse to medication and there have been times where I've gone back to it but for me personally I felt like I needed to look at other options so of course in those days people didn't talk about these things because there wasn't social media and you didn't have that sort of Avenue to find out information. So I went to the library who had to order in a book from somewhere else in the country that told me exactly what endometriosis was, what was a medically induced menopause. And in there was a section about medicinal plants and lifestyle changes. That's really where my journey began. And I would go to the local health food shop, and the lady in there would give me all sorts of weird and wonderful ingredients. And she would just say to me, just go home and make it in a tea and you can drink that. And I just loved the art of pulling those teas together. I found it quite therapeutic. And I found it really healing to know that I was looking after my body in a really natural way. So that's where my journey started.
0: Wow, that's so exciting. And although the root cause of you coming to this was very challenging. I'm glad that you found this path that led you to founding your business as well and helping yourself through medicinal plants and others. So what a fascinating journey. Now, you obviously dove a lot deeper into medicinal plants and especially with the company that you founded now. So what were some of the learnings along the way and things that you found out and did you do training on the plants as well or how did you come to do the tea in the end?
1: I've been blending teas now for 20 years so it's been a bit of a journey I didn't talk about it so much you know I thought it was a bit of a weirdo really a bit of a dork so in my kitchen with all these like like some sort of witch in her kitchen with all these medicinal plants so it's been something that I've always gone back to And the way I would operate was that I would maybe have a problem or a pain or something that was happening in my life at the time. And I would go away and research any particular ingredients that might support that. And then I might combine it with some other ingredients that might support something else. So I just would play with things. And I think what it's taught me, so I would do the research on a particular ingredient. I would then try and build the flavor around that particular ingredient. And then I would drink that tea for a period of time. And I would journal what that may or may not have been doing. And I did the same with the foods that I was eating as well. Um, Not obsessively but regularly enough that I could track what was happening to my body around my cycles, which was particularly the difficult points in my life. And I think what it's really taught me is how to be in tune with my body and really listen to what's happening. And of course, that evolves and changes as life develops. And I was very lucky to have one child with some support. So, Yes, each phase of my life, I've had to sort of reevaluate, go back to the drawing board. Things that used to work don't always work again. I think it's just really for me being in tune with my body and really understanding what's happening to it.
0: Yeah, and that's a really wonderful insight. And I think that's also one of the important things that, that especially I think women need to be aware of is that connection to the body and really tuning into what's happening because very often we're told that what we're experiencing, we just need to deal with or it's normal or a lot of the things along those lines. Whereas if we really tune in, we can tell that something's off or something's not quite working right. And if we listen to that, we can actually find ways to help with that. So yeah, I find that extremely important. Now you went through menopause when you were very young in your twenties and, What are some of the experiences that you went through with menopause? I'm kind of wondering if listeners are curious, what do you experience when you go through menopause? What does that feel like in your body and in your mind?
1: Well, it's interesting because subsequently I have discovered I'm now in early menopause. I feel a bit like I'm going through it for a second time, which seems ever so unfair. Although this time, I'm so excited because it really does mean the end of my cycles, which have caused me so many problems for so many years. So I'm very excited about this next chapter. But the, the medically induced menopause that I went through 20 years ago was quite extreme because you are almost thrown into it within the first week. So there's no build up, there's no warning, and you're suddenly in it. For me in that age, actually mood swings were particularly difficult to manage. And I just would feel myself sort of crashing one day and hyper the next day. I had terrible hot flushes. And I remember the boyfriend at the time, I would be throwing plates at him. I was so angry at everybody and everything, which is just so out of character of my personality. Interestingly, this time around, the reason I found out I was in early menopause is Well, I was having a very stressful period in my life. It was in the lockdowns. I sort of thought we were all having very stressful periods in our life, didn't really think too much about it. But I was having real problems with my sleep. And I just didn't sleep for six months, I would be asleep maybe for a few hours, and then I would be up. And then that started to turn into anxiety attacks in my sleep, which I have spoken to several other ladies in recent months. And it turns out I'm not the only one that's experienced that. So it's quite interesting. I've never had anxiety before. And I've never had an anxiety attack. So of course, the first night it happened, I thought I was having a heart attack. The two different ends of my life, the symptoms have presented very differently. And it was the anxiety that was the real problem for me. But of course, I just put that down to being very stressed at the time what I was doing was after a few weeks of not being able to get back to sleep and just laying in bed staring at the ceiling, I decided the best option was just to get up and have a cup of tea, calm myself down, try various different techniques to unwind myself and settle and hopefully get back to sleep. So what I started doing was blending at three o'clock in the morning. I found Smells very soothing. I had lots of lovely hand sprays and candles and things like that. I found that really soothing. I found if I could do deep breathing, that would also be a very good technique. So, of course, when you're blending teas, it's quite an aromatic experience. It's quite a therapeutic experience. So I found that really helpful. And What I was actually blending, which is what is now part of my product range, is a relaxed tea. And I really wanted it to smell amazing and be warm, but I wanted it to also have a real purpose to helping me calm and unwind. It was one of those mornings where it just suddenly dawned on me that really I should be sharing these teas with other ladies. That's where the sort of seed got sown for Mother Kappa, really. Yeah.
0: Wow. I'm glad that you had that experience with the plants already that made you think of blending the tea. That's wonderful. And... I feel like menopause is one of those things that we think of 50, 55, eventually, you know, we get into menopause, but it seems to be happening earlier and earlier for many women. It's a bit of a surprise, and, like you, there are symptoms that come up that we just think, "Oh, it's because I'm really stressed or because I have this or that going on in life. So is there something that we can sort of become aware of that we know when things are part of menopause, or I'm not really sure I heard that testing is quite difficult to really definitively say whether you're in menopause or not. So what are your experiences with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it never occurred to me that I was going into menopause. it didn't, and of course, now I can look back on it and And almost think, oh, okay, that's been brewing for a few years. There were some other things that were going on. There were some changes in my cycle, which I hadn't really picked up on as it being that. I just assumed it was my usual roots of things going wrong. For me, personally, the anxiety was the worst. Sleep um, deprivation really made it worse. My cycles became incredibly heavy and much longer. There would be bigger gaps between them. I think for each woman, it's very, very different. I certainly think educating yourself on what the possible signs and symptoms are can really help you to think about it. I also think if you're with a partner or someone who's very close to you, they might be able to spot some changes in your demeanour which is exactly what my husband said. If you don't get to the doctors and get yourself checked out. (laughs) And definitely there were some things that were quite out of character, really. Like I say, the anxiety was very out of character. I mean, I've had moments of overwhelm, burnout, stress in the years, but not that level of anxiety before. So, yeah, I think trying to listen to your body. And if your gut instinct is telling you something isn't right, usually I believe that to be sign enough to go and seek to somebody. I personally went to see a specialist, a female health specialist, mainly because of my experiences with endometriosis. I was very lucky during my years of struggling with endometriosis that I had the same GP for a really long time. It was a male doctor and I was very lucky to get the diagnosis that I did at the time that I did. He knew straight away what it was and it was almost an unheard of complication in those days. So He was my GP for a really, really long time. And then he left the clinic. At that point, I thought I'm going to get myself a specialist GP. So she was able to run some tests and we did the tests more than once, but they were pretty conclusive about where I was in my stage of life.
0: Yeah. I feel like menopause also comes with a lot of challenges that we don't talk about a lot, like the anxiety that you're mentioning, the brain fog and I feel like those things impact us in a way that is not visible. A lot of people can't really understand what we go through during that time because they're not visible things that we can really, where we have an injury or something that's visible. And during this time, you actually went and launched a business. So how was that experience <laughs> for that you? Was with a good idea. <laughs> dealing with all of those challenges and menopause and, and launching a business at the same time. How was that? Do you know what? When I
1: got told I was in early menopause, honestly, I felt like I was old before. For my time and I thought, oh my goodness, i better start planning my retirement. Like I haven't done everything I wanted to do in my life. And I could feel myself almost panicking about it. The business idea had been there for a little while. It was about 18 months and I really didn't have the confidence at that point to do anything with it. But when I got told I was in early menopause, I just thought if I don't do this now, I might never do it. And I think that was enough for me to really, really dig deep and and put some plans in place. And so As a person who's never really been on social media, never launched a business, everything I was doing for a long time was very, very much out of my comfort zone, which didn't necessarily help that confidence and anxiety issues I was having. But every time I just felt like if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. And it's really important to you to share this with others. And there's risk of when you launch a business, there's risk of losing money. And I sort of weighed it up and thought, well, I'm not going to lose my house, but I might have a very bruised ego and an empty pocket for a little while. But I, I really felt passionately that what I could offer to ladies would really help them. It's, I mean, the tea has and medicinal plants have supported me for 20 odd years. I felt like I wanted to share that with other people, really.
0: Yeah, I'm very glad that you went for it. And as a result, we now have this lovely business that you've created. Do you want to share a little bit about maybe the plants that go into your teas and what kind of plants help with menopause? What do you use and what do you blend them with? How do you blend them and how do you decide what goes into your teas and what doesn't? I'm very curious about that.
1: Yeah. So like I said, I tend to start with the problem. So For example, I have a blend that is called Energize, and about 12 years ago or so, I'd read this article about the impact that caffeine might have on your hormones, and in particular that caffeine interacted with your adrenal glands, which spiked your cortisol levels, which can have a knock-on effect to your other hormones. So I read this article and I thought, I'm going to just do a cleanse for 28 days, cut coffee out of my diet and see what happens. And for me, it was enough to want to give it up completely. So I haven't had coffee for a very long time. (laughs) I love the smell of it, but it does nothing for me. And I think that's the thing. It sort of started to take more than it was giving. But I still wanted something that was going to give me energy throughout the day. So in that particular blend, the main ingredients that I use are ashwagandha, schizandra berry, hibiscus, beetroot, and a little bit of ginger in there. And ashwagandha and schizandra berries are known as adaptogen plants. And I like working with adaptogen plants. They are particularly good for female bodies although initially the studies were conducted on soldiers in World War II. So there's some interesting history around adaptogen plants. But ultimately, what an adaptogen plant does is to help your body to adapt to the stresses that it's under and keep your body in a resistance phase for longer. So that can have two effects that can help to fight off fatigue and stop you from overexhausting. But it can also help you switch off a little bit and unwind. And it's a balancing herb. So it will keep you in homeostasis and keep your body in equilibrium. So that's a really, really great plant to be working with. The beetroot is going to give you a little shift of energy and a little kick of energy. Beetroot is used, well, a lot of the studies on beetroot are with athletes, athletic Societies and how that helps with endurance and muscle fuel efficiency, which, when you're trying to sort of energize your body, is a really good plant to be working with. And hibiscus is a liver cleansing ingredient. So, in terms of maintaining our energy, if we can keep the toxins out of our liver, that's going to really, really help but also quite a few of your hormones are metabolized in your liver. So again, want to be really looking after that part of the body. So I'm drinking energized tea as we speak, it's completely caffeine free. So you can drink at any time of day. But yeah, that's going to give you a really nice natural energy throughout the day. The other blend that I've launched is called hydrate. Now, definitely my own experience throughout my life has been a lot about managing inflammation in my body one of the ways that you can manage inflammation in your body is to increase your fluid intakes because that's going to really help if you are a person who has brain fog which even when we're not perimenopause and we're approaching our cycle we might describe it as brain fog all that is really is an inflammation on your brain now the general population are about 2% dehydrated at the best of times and a 2% dehydration can lead to anywhere between 5 and 20% loss in cognitive ability so again another really important point of keeping your body hydrated and if you are a lady that is experiencing night sweats or hot flushes You're already losing fluids because of that. You might already be semi-dehydrated anyway. And actually what happens is your body then can't regulate its temperature. So you end up flushing even more. Actually, it can be really counterproductive. So you really want to be upping your fluid intake. So the hydrate blend for me was an addition to my fluid intake each day, was to try and keep on top of adding more fluids to my body. Don't always want to have water. And sometimes I want a nice hot drink. That's a really important blend to me and my body. And it's one that I'll drink after the gym and with my lunch. And when I'm doing events like this and I'm talking a lot, I'll have a cup of hydrate afterwards. So yeah, that's a beautiful blend. And then obviously the relax blend, which I explained to you about earlier. So yeah.
0: I did not know that you could put beetroots on tea. So that is fascinating.
1: (laughs) Well, my relax blend has quinoa. In it. Oh wow. Quinoa is a nourishment of the nervous system ingredient. Yeah. That mixed with some natural ansiolytics and sedatives really should help bring about a sense of calm feeling on the body. I use all sorts of things in my day to, to yeah, help my body. That is
0: fascinating. What is the relaxed blend and what's in it? Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: The main ingredients in the relax blend is lavender, oat flour, and tops, and quinoa. So lavender is an ansiolytic plant, natural anxiety relieving plant there's a really good reason why it's in every single calming sleep product on the market there are a lot of studies around lavender in particular so it's a really powerful plant to be working with it can be quite overpowering in taste so I have to be really careful with some of the ingredients that I'm working with and try and really you don't want an overpowering taste you want them to blend and be really beautiful in taste The oat flowering tops are natural sedatives and the quinoa, as I said, is a nourishment of the nervous system. There are a few other sort of flavouring ingredients that I've put in there. And really that blend, well, everybody describes it so differently. Some people say to me, oh, it smells like a Christmas in a cup or caramel or biscoffee. It's got this lovely, sweet, warm aroma about it. So when I make it, I imagine people... Sat down in their nice jammies or comfy space somewhere in the afternoon when they're really stressed, and just holding that mug really warm in their hands and smelling the aroma before they're drinking the tea. So I get a lot of feedback on that particular blend.
0: I can just imagine it as you're talking about it. I really <laughs> want to try some. So that sounds very lovely and a great point about women in menopause already experiencing dehydration in addition to what normal people may experience when they're not going through menopause. So. That's a great point. That I mean, estrogen is not
1: your friend when it comes to keeping your body hydrated. She definitely likes to take your hydration levels away from you. So um, I'm a really firm believer. I think this is, again, going back to being in tune with my body. We as a society or social media as a society talk so much about food and nutrition and gut health and all of those things. But I do not think we talk enough about hydration and sleep. To me, sleep and hydration are two of the most important things for my body to function well. It could probably function well with a pizza inside it, but it wouldn't function well with no sleep or no water. So for me personally, sleep and hydration have been two really, really important things to concentrate on in terms of my health.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the teas support that as well, the blends that you've created. Now, are these teas... Specifically also for women in menopause or do you have other plans that are specific to menopause as well?
1: I've launched with the three teas that I've described. So business is only one year old. I've got so many teas I would love to share. I just need to get the business sort of self-funding little projects like that. No, the teas are aimed at female bodies. Now, I talk a lot about endometriosis and I talk a lot about menopause on my social platforms. I tend to get ladies with relating to those topics coming to purchase the tea. Now, what I will say is it doesn't mean that men can't drink the tea. It just means that I personally have chosen those ingredients because that's the research I've done to look after my own body. But men are not going to suddenly start growing lady bits because they've (laughs) had a cup of my tea. And in fact, I have got several men who are drinking the tea. In fact, husbands apparently and boyfriends tend to be having a little sneak of the tea. But yeah, it's really I'm targeting women because that's where my journey has come from. And it's any age, really, the energised blend particularly would help females in the lead up to their periods coming. And obviously the relaxed blend could help anybody with anxious feelings, points of stress needing to unwind.
0: Amazing! Why well, can't we wait for you to bring out a menopause blend in the future? <laughs> so we're looking out for that as well. Absolutely. And how can listeners find your products and where can they find your products? How can they get a hold of you? If they've been inspired by this episode and they would like to try some of your tea, where can they find you?
1: Well, that's great. I mean, I've got a website. It's mothercuppatea.com I'm on every single social media platform going, please don't come and judge me because I'm just making it up as I go along. Do you know what? For me, one of the most amazing things about launching a business is the contacts that I've made and the connections that I've made. And I will regularly have people slip into my DMs asking me questions about the tea or telling me how it's helped them or maybe they've got a problem that they're struggling with and they're asking if which ingredient would work best for them. So yeah, if you're on a social media platform, just come and find me and come and say hello, because I really love the community. I feel like I've had this a whole world open up to me that I didn't know existed. So yeah, come and say hello.
0: Amazing, And we will be linking to all of Candice's offerings in the show notes as well. So be sure to check there on how you can reach her on social media and on her website and how you can purchase the tea blends. And I think that you mentioned that you open up international shipping as well. So People from outside the UK can get the teas as well.
1: Yeah, about 40% of my followers and traffic on the website is actually coming from America and Canada. So it took a little while for me to work out how to get international shipping. But yeah, we are open for international shipping. I've actually got a meeting today with a distributor in the States. So we'll see how that develops. Wow. Yeah,
0: fingers crossed for you. Yeah, perfect. So we can distribute this tea internationally. And I hope our listeners found this episode as inspiring as I did, and they will come and taste your tea and find out what you have to offer. And thank you so much for talking to us today about your self discovery and menopause and the tea blends. I've learned so much in the past half hour about menopause and teas. So thank you so very much for sharing all that and bringing your wisdom on this topic to the episode today, Candice.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to share my story. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Take really great care of yourself and hopefully I get to try some of your tea in future. i would be absolutely curious. So I'll be ordering That'd some be from you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey Podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of the journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and our website, thejourney.com. Sending you love and courage, and see you next time.